You're listening to the Heart of Horsemanship podcast with Mia Rodley and Andy McIntosh. The Heart of Horsemanship Training Academy is an online video training library dedicated to help you live your dream with your horse. With over 110 training videos across 30 hours of content, the Academy is designed for people at all levels of horsemanship. And for a limited time, use discount code HOH2023. That's HOH2023 to receive 25% off a monthly or annual membership when you sign up before the 31st of March 2023. Visit hohacademy.co.uk. That's hohacademy.co.uk for more information and start living your dream with your horse today. Hello, my name's Mia Rodley and I'm here with my co-host Andy McIntosh. Hello. On the Heart of Horsemanship podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is episode four. Oh, four. Yeah, I know. Getting into it now, actually. And today's episode, we're going to discuss relaxation. And that could be relaxation in horses, I think, predominantly we'll look at today. Yes. But also a bit of relaxation in people because... I think it kind of coincides. Yeah, it? Well, it has to, yeah. yeah, if we choose to be around horses. Yes, that's so, um, But I think we might get some guests in for that topic as well. Yeah, some yeah. Some relaxation in people. They yeah. can delve into that. I have a few friends with that profession. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what we get out of that one. Um, but today, yeah, is relaxation in horses. Yeah, so uh, the, the dictionary says that relaxation... Um, is the state of being free from tension and anxiety. And I think sometimes when we think about relaxation, we forget that it's a mental state mm. that, as well as a physical state. Yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. It's an interesting thing to think about. And you can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. Yes. For definite. Yes. For definite, yeah. I think that's easily said for us as much as it is horses for horses yeah well. absolutely i think a lot of this will cross over between humans and horses uh with stress and relaxation or, or yeah or whatever tension, tension anxiety, anxiety yeah, yeah any of that um yeah it's a really interesting one yeah because uh, i mean i know for sure with me uh where i hold physical relaxation is in my jaw so okay. i used to and still do sometimes uh, grind my teeth yeah, at yeah. night, something chronic. Yeah. Um, and Callum does often, like, well, not often, but on the odd occasion will nudge me and be like, wake up, yeah, you're yeah. grinding your teeth again. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, sorry, I was having a mad dream or something. That's not something I've ever done is grind my oh, teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, no, not at all. So where do you hold your tension? I, I hold it, I'm, I know that my anxiety and tension really feels like it's in my psoas. Oh, okay, If yeah. I could pinpoint yeah. it, it would be in my psoas muscle. They call that the confidence button. Yes. As well, the psoas. It's like deep inside my stomach. Yeah. So for me, relaxation is... <sighs> it's like at your core. Yeah. Yeah. I know literally. when I'm tense yeah. or worried or anxious because it's in my stomach. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really... Yeah. That's interesting. And... I think it's interesting to cross over with this because we are mammals at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. And um, our nervous systems are actually very similar to a horse's. Yeah, yeah. But a horse's needs are are different to ours. But equally, if you stripped away our uh, kind of society and what we've built up and you stuck a human... Say, like, you dumped me in the Amazon forest. Yeah. 
my needs are then going to be exactly the same as a horse's. Yes. Safety, comfort, comfort play, play, food. food. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, yes, I need food and water to live and survive. Yeah. But I'm not going to be interested in searching for food and no. water if there's a jaguar Absolutely. behind me. I or... really struggle to eat when I'm anxious. Ah, interesting. Oh, I, if I get stressed and anxious, food goes off the table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same as a horse. Different, different when I, if I feel low. Yeah, yeah. Then I feed myself. Yeah. <laughs> other way. Yeah, yeah, I go the other way. But when I'm, when I'm anxious or worried, you know, I've got that horrible knot in my tummy. Yeah. That is when I go off food mm. and I lose weight really, really quickly. Yeah. So interesting question, question for our listeners then is like, where do you hold? Where do you hold tension? Tension or anxiety? Where are you not relaxed? And do you know where your horse holds yes. its tension? Because every horse is individual. Everyone's this. individual yeah. and they do similar things to us. Now, I've heard you have two yeah. grinding teeth. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, I hate it when horses grind their teeth. Lip the popping. Noise. Yeah. Um, uh, one weaving. of our horses, yeah, weaving. One of our horses yeah. likes to bite its tongue. Yeah. Out yeah. the side of its mouth, not like yeah. bite it, bite it, but it's like mouthing its tongue and, yeah. and stuff when it feels anxious. Yeah. You know, I've so seen that in a few horses. Yeah, yeah. And you can get things, um, well, like, like weaving, box walking. Yeah. Any of those um, kind of sort of stable. But then also you can get the other horses that are very shut down and very introverted that completely internalise yes. their anxiety and tension. So yes. they might look very quiet and stood still and not displaying um, these outward yeah. kind of easy things to read that yes. your horse is yes. anxious and not relaxed. Um, but they're internalising it all. And that yeah. is, uh, I think I said it in the last episode, but like the recipe for ulcers. Yes. Yeah. I find. And yeah. actually, interesting story. Um, a very good friend of mine is a vet. And we had this really cool discussion where she was like, I, if I have, say, a horse that consistently keeps having ulcers and it's now had, say, three courses of omeprazole, yeah. the owner's have it out 24 7 it's always got ad-lib forage yes it's got its friends it's got this it's got that she rides it you know da, 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 doing all the right things yeah why is the horse still having reoccurring ulcers yes. yeah. and i th and that is where it comes down to behavior yes I, I really do believe that and then equally um there are other horses that the behavior comes from the pain of the ulcers yes. and when they're treated for the ulcers the behavior disappears yes but if you're consistently treating for ulcers and there's still no change i think it's time to come in and help that horse learn to deal with this yeah um with its anxieties anxiety and, and find and, relaxation yeah on its own as well as with you yes yeah and and you can teach a horse that and it's very empowering yeah. very empowering for a yeah. horse so um touching on that a, you know, a horse's basic needs must be met first. So yeah. I love the saying, freedom, friends and food. Yes. Um, the three Fs. Yeah, that's lovely. So I like that. I've actually not heard that before. Oh, really? I really so, like that. Um, if a horse has enough space to get up into a gallop, say, in the field, yeah. he has his a herd, like buddies, his social uh, engagement is kind of fulfilled. Yeah. And then ad lib food because they are grazing animals. So horses must eat 
um, throughout the day. I think it's no longer than four hours without forage, otherwise yeah. then they can start developing ulcers. That's right, yeah, four to six hours, yeah. it, their, their belly will be completely empty yeah. If, yeah. They're, if they're left without food for four to six hours. Yeah, and unlike us, horses are constantly producing acid, yes. whereas humans, we only produce acid when we chew. Yes, so when we, when we eat. Yeah. Yep. So also, if you chew gum, you can be giving yourself ulcers. Yeah, absolutely. Because yep, your body thinks that it's about to have gum. food. I love it. I'm, uh, I'm terrible, but I again, that's it. where I get a terribly tense jaw if I chew too much gum. So, yep. Anyway, so freedom food and friends. And then also, we've said this again in previous podcasts, is the horse's basic needs. So yeah. every horsonality, every different type of horse, yeah. their basic needs come down to safety, comfort, play, play. and food. Yeah. yeah. And food is last on the priority list in particular for yes. a prey animal. Yeah, yeah. So when they're not safe or comfortable. They're um, not going to be thinking about food. No, exactly. Right. So what does relaxation look like? That's a really good in question. Horses? That's a really good question. Because we've kind of opened up a lot about what relaxation doesn't look like yes. or what is not relaxation. Yeah, um, and I think that's a good place to start. You know, we know... Uh, when a horse looks really tense. Yes, but it's harder to tell. When it's relaxed. Yeah. Especially when it's doing things. Yes. So this working is a in really, the school. really, really good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's think about, in general, if we were to look at horses out in a herd, what would relaxed horses look like? I find most of the time it's when it's like a lovely warm sunny day warm, yeah. and they're all just stood all together in a corner of the field under the tree yes and they're it's like sheltering. gently swishing each other's faces with their tails like yeah. gently swishing the flies away and they're like full because they've eaten it's warm they're relaxed, like one might lie down, like that to me is the picture of relaxation in yes. horses. Yeah. At a standstill in the field with their buddies. Yeah. Um, chilling. Chilling. Yeah. And that's what they do for like the 23 hours of the day that you're not with them. <laughs> yes. Your horse goes and just stands around. It stands around, does a yep. nibble here, stands around, does yep. a nibble there. And I mean, we're quite lucky. We've got two very playful herds actually. So our horses do spend a lot of time playing. Yes. Um, not so much just standing around, but then equally older herds or yes. um, less uh, herds with less play, play drive that ours have. Yeah. Just hang out. Yeah, so my, so my, my girls yeah. are not playful. Life no. is much too serious. Yes, they, they can't not possibly. Play. No, could not possibly play. We're much yeah. too, uh, we're much too important Regal to do that. Yes. And the boys are like, yeah, come on, yeah. let's play bitey face. And then they like do that thing. Oh. They were both like chasing each other's tail in a yes. circle the other My day. My favourite thing that they do at the moment is they hold each other's tails and yeah. canter down the field. That's so funny. It's so funny oh. to watch. It's so funny. They constantly play. Yeah. It's, it's lovely. I love it. It is. It's so But good the girls are so stoic. Yes. They're like, no, no, we can't. Not joining no. in with that. Go away, boys. You're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I might be in season, so you could come and see me for a little while. Yeah, yes. <laughs> But yes. yeah, I mean, and I love that. And you can see the relaxation in that. Play. Yeah. And that's an active state. Active state. So they're running down there. They're having good fun. But you can see 
mentally there's relaxation there yeah. so physically there can be relaxation yeah. there even yeah. though they're using their muscles to run exactly they're not running tense yes and i really like that because um a lot of the time people might say look at a photo yes so a moment in pf as oh, we yeah. were saying where the horse is like extremely engaged yes the nostrils are flared maybe their their expression might be quite hard like their ears might be back um you know they're sat on their haunches lifting really yeah, nicely you can see the muscles yeah and the contraction, contraction in of that, that body muscle. Yeah. yeah and kind of the power in that body at that moment is incredible yeah and if you snapshot that picture it doesn't look relaxed no no it doesn't it's because you know they're in a state or they're in a squat yes. almost you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. an active squat yeah. and i tell you what I certainly do not go to the gym. Having just come back from the gym, <laughs> I do not smile when I am squatting. No one would smile I while they're squatting. I might be cussing under my breath. I would definitely be cussing. Um, I'm not sure you catch me squatting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's a state where I've got as much body tension as I can physically have in yes. that moment, yes. which is the same as a PF. Um, and I don't look very relaxed or happy, but I am. Yes. I'm very happy and yeah, I'm very yeah, yeah. relaxed. I'm just putting all my effort yeah. into this. And I don't know about you, but also my face when I do a Rubik's Cube, I'm not like <gasps> grinning no, and no. looking like a crazy person. And, but if you took a photo of you doing a Rubik's Cube while you were concentrating and, and focused, you'd yeah. look really tense, but you weren't, might not be tense. I look miserable yeah. when I'm focused. Yes. I have a permanent frown line, actually, for those of do, you do. watching, <laughs> in between my eyebrows, because I, when I concentrate, I frown. Yeah. And that's I think quite that's normal. normal. Yeah, yeah, it's quite normal. So yeah. my face doesn't look happy in that moment. And I only really started noticing I did that when we started doing all the photography workshops yeah. with my sponsor, Joe. And uh, she was like, Mia, can you pretend like you're enjoying yourself? <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I am. am I'm myself. having the best time ever. She's this is like, my focused face. Yeah, she's like, you certainly don't look like you do. <laughs> no, no, but funny. I'm very relaxed. I'm very happy. But I'm in a state of concentration and yeah. body tension. Yeah. And, and that's just how it how it is it is exactly how it is so, you can't move your body and use muscles without tense and releasing yeah but tense and release in itself can help with relaxation yes so that's something that i used to use um for as a hand therapist as my therapist as a yeah. therapist you know with uh, helping people to learn to relax their muscles is by mm. first of all tensing everything as tight as possible yeah yeah and then feeling when everything let go yeah that's a really good one really so you know that if the tension's not having tenseness in muscles doesn't necessarily mean that you're tense yeah yeah it's, it's active it's active yeah not tension yes so yeah. you can still be relaxed you can still be relaxed in, but be in action in action yeah, yeah. if you think about running when you're running, you can run relaxed. Yeah. But if you took a photo at a moment in time and you caught your leg, say you were wearing short shorts. Yeah, yeah. Like runners do. You'd see the tension in the muscles, the yeah. same as you would the tension of the horse sitting doing PF. Yeah. Because. Yep. But you could still be relaxed while doing it. Yeah, and happy. Uh, very happy. Yeah. Because yep. the endorphins would have been 
Yep. Hopefully giving you that happiness. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I certainly do think horses get that too because yes. they love to move. And yes. even if you've got a really introverted horse. Yeah, a lazy one. And you may only occasionally see them play in the field. But they do. They are prey animals at the end of the day. They are born to run yes. and they love to run and play and be active. So it's how, I mean, this is the like age old question is how do you get um, high level, say, maneuvers, whether it's jumping, dressage, Western sports like a spin um, or a slide stop, like really extreme, a lot of body tension in that moment with a really relaxed and happy horse. Like, how do you do do it? How do you do it? Yeah. And I think certainly, I mean, I touch you and I will touch more on the dressage because that's where we're more focused. But um, certainly as a horse becomes stronger in a movement, then say their expression might be a little bit softer. Yes. But certainly to begin with, or if they're working really hard and you take a snapshot, they will have like flared nostrils. Yes. um, And as as we said, like it doesn't look overly relaxed. But it, it doesn't mean that it's not. I... I think that when you teach a horse something new, mm. that can look very unrelaxed. Mm-hmm. And they can be very unrelaxed when they're learning something new because... Out of their comfort it, zone. Out of their comfort zone can be mentally taxing for them yep. to understand, number one, what you're asking. Mm. You know, when you, it, when you... Going back to Piaf, if you were teaching Piaf to start off with, yeah. that can look very clunky. Yeah. And yeah. Very clunky and very un very not relaxed, very tense. Yes. But that's another thing that I kind of struggle with a little bit is like sometimes people want their horse to be relaxed straight away, but they haven't learned the manoeuvre in order to find relaxation Relaxation. within that manoeuvre. That can be the same, you know that. It can be the same even with um, cantering or galloping. Yep, yes. You know, stop... The higher the motion, the higher the emotion. Emotion, right. So there's a lot more emotion in it. And then that emotion obviously then causes mental tension, which then in turn causes often sometimes some physical tension. Yeah, it's mind and body. Mind and body and and kind of trying to work through the mind, help the mind to relax in order for the body to relax, I I think. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But also the movement can sometimes help the horse to mentally relax so, so it's yeah it's kind of like a circle of they go it's a bit chicken and the egg yes yeah yeah one of my favorite things with this is teaching horses to lower their heads and necks and it's one of the first things i do yeah. with any new horses we have come in for training or yes. clients I see. and i know from horses that i touch yeah. which ones you've done ah, that with how interesting. and i know that you've done it because the first thing i do is as i touch my horse on i touch the horse yeah. on the he- neck or head and it just boop I go, oh yeah, Mia's taught this How horse. interesting. I can feel it. It That's was bizarre. really interesting. I teach horses how to do it, but it never feels the same as when you do it. How interesting. And it's something that I was never really officially taught. Right, it's something so you just... So I have, uh, I've, I can't say it's my technique. No. Because I'm sure hundreds of other people teach it. Yeah. And, and use it. But um, say like Tristan Tucker yeah. and Will Rogers, I know they look for this exact same result as I do so I'm looking for a lowered head so usually the pole below the wither or the nose below the chest but staying above the knees yeah and I'm looking for softening of the base of the neck so so many horses 
holds so much tension, tension in the base of their neck. Yeah. And if there's physical tension, there's going to be mental and emotional tension. Yes. The same as us. If you, my jaw is tense, my mind is tense. You see it in the... In the in a, if I can speak properly, yep. you can see it in the horse's neck. Yes. So muscle definition is different yes. to what we want. So we have the up, up, upside down bad banana, banana, bad banana, yeah, yeah. upside down banana, where the muscles on the underside of the neck are, are hard and large, yep. and there's nothing on the top. Yeah, we nothing actually, on the top line. Yeah, it, it, and, and they a can, saggy some, tummy ooh, and a yeah. hollow back. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. can look horrible. Yeah. Whereas a good horse, muscled horse. Yeah that has learned to relax, especially in the manoeuvre that yeah, is supposed to be motion. in motion, yeah. uh, looks the opposite. It's, yeah. it's, it's the other a way good around. Banana. A good banana. Yes, so they've got a relaxed space of the neck. Yeah, and that um, longitudinal flexion. Yeah, and so a and lifted over. back, yes. a lifted and engaged core, yeah. a really healthy posture. Whole, healthy, yeah. Yes, and um, we, so when we teach horses, so the, as I say, um, Will Rogers and Tristan Tucker, they actually squeeze that tense muscle, muscle yeah. at the base of the neck. So they draw the horse's attention yeah, yeah. to the tension by squeezing that muscle. And it works because I actually use that little squeeze in teaching bow and lie down. Because right. if a horse is bracing the base of the neck in the bow yeah. or the lie down, they end up doing this little hop yeah. rather than softening and releasing the scapula, stretching the leg forward if it's a bow or thinking down if it's the lie down. So it's... Um, such a handy little yeah. thing to draw the horse's awareness to. But I actually do it by squeezing the nuchal ligament, which runs from the pole to the tail. Yes. Um, it's the ligament that the crest sits on. It's the ligament down the spine. Um, so if a horse, uh, say, has a sore back, yes. a lot of the time it's because the nuchal ligament is so tight. Tight, yeah. And, uh, and that can also be a cause of kissing spine. Course, so yeah, I know in kissing yeah. spine surgery, they often snip the they do, ligaments. Yeah. Yeah, and often yeah. as soon as they as soon as they snip the ligament, it actually opens up those spinal two process. spinal processes that are rubbing oh, together sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so, it, so the, that pulls it. Yeah, it's actually so tight; it's pulling them together and making yeah. them rub even more. I know that from from a horse that we've had here ah. that had kissing spine surgery. Yes, it was they cut that and it pinged open almost. Yep. It was yep. so and tight. And isn't the vet that did the surgery a livery here? Yeah. Yeah, so we know firsthand. Yeah. Yeah, how interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So Fascinating. It's so important to teach horses how to relax yeah. the nuchal ligament, therefore softening the base of the neck, lifting the back, engaging the core, mm -hmm. opening their spinal processes. Yeah. And when their body is in a state, in a relaxed posture, their mind can start to feel more relaxed too. Yeah. And it's a really nice way of just bringing their attention back to you. Karen Rolf does a similar thing, I believe. Oh, really? So, yeah, um, so she often touches the neck yes. and makes them aware of that area to try and encourage them to, to soften. Yeah. So you, you, you'll often see her working the horses on the ground yeah. and you'll just see her touching or, or riding touch sometimes. Yeah. She'll touch the neck. Interesting. And it does make the horse go, oh, yep. head down. Yep. Uh, and 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 think, yeah, and yeah. find relaxation within that muscle. Yes, yes. Which is so we obviously do it at the standstill. Yes. Um, but then we move on to teaching it in the walk, in the trot, yes. in the canter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've got a horse that's got a beautiful, healthy posture, and without really even noticing mentally and emotionally, they're more relaxed too. Yes. But then equally, even say these lovely dressage horses that can 
say carry a more healthy better posture doesn't actually mean that they're mentally relaxed no. mentally or emotionally relaxed no. and again if it's a more shut down horse they're just going to be internalizing yeah. all that Absolutely. tension just because you can do maneuvers don't mean your, your horse is relaxed. relaxed and healthy in its mind yes and we all also so uh, you i've often heard people say you can't build muscle when it's tense yeah and yeah. that's true so stress hormones like cortisol cause yeah. um i'm reading this cause catabolism of the muscle protein thereby decreasing muscle strength yeah yeah so in effect y- y- it's harder to build muscle how interesting when well, you're suffering with tension and stress stressed and tense horses are hard to put weight on and right. hard to build muscle yes yeah. as well so that makes perfect sense yeah. perfect sense so th- from that point of view you know you've got to think about movement is good for the horse but not if it's tense yeah so if your horse is fat they're happy no i'm joking no. so, <laughs> if only, yeah, yeah. If only. yeah but yeah fat horse is a whole other subject <laughs> uh, um, yeah but if, from that point of view you know that, that that's an important thing to think just because you you can get your horse to do an, a maneuver doesn't mean it's building good muscle yeah um if it's suffering from tension and, if it's stressed, stressed. whilst it's doing yes. that maneuver yeah, yeah. how interesting mm. yeah i like that one well um that kind of goes really well into what i'd like to talk about with like rhythm and relaxation yes so rhythm is actually the first uh step on the scale of training which yeah. is the dressage scale of training yeah um with collection being the tip of that iceberg yeah rhythm and relaxation certainly chicken and the egg again they kind of go hand in hand yes when you work on your horse's rhythm they often find relaxation yeah and if you work on your horse's relaxation they often get better rhythm yes so it really, really does go together. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, it's it's then kind of a powerful tool you can use with groundwork and with riding as well. And I, I wonder why, like, maybe rhythm builds relaxation is because, say, if they're in the field or in the wild, sporadic movement yeah. or, like, staccato or, yeah. you know, sudden movement uh, feels very tense. Yeah. So again, very explosive manoeuvres, say like uh, a halt to canter. Yes. Or even a capriole. Yeah. Like that's probably the most explosive manoeuvre you can teach a horse. Yeah, I should imagine it is. Um, how do you get relaxation within that as well? Again, because that's a huge amount of effort. Effort. Mm. And it's a sudden explosive movement. Um, there's not a lot, you can't really have any rhythm. I suppose you could have rhythm within a capriole once the horse really understands the movement. Yeah. But it's such an explosive yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably the, the least rhythmical, probably. Movement, isn't it? yeah. Movement. That a horse could do. So, like, obviously, the gates are very rhythmical. Yeah, because it goes from a piaf yeah. into a passard, into a croupard in the air at the same time, which is your capriole. Yes. So, um, yeah, anyway, I, don't, I yes. digress. Um, so with rhythm and relaxation, I mean, we focus a lot on this on the ground before we even yeah. look at riding a horse yeah. and how um, a lot of horses get very emotional and canter. So say the young horses we have yes. in for training, if something's going to happen, it's usually that first canter yeah, yeah. that you do. You might get a buck, a bolt, a rear, a spin, 
they might bronk, you know, yeah. that's where the emotion yeah. has kind of got too high in that horse. Yeah. And because of the motion. Motion that we've got, yes. When do they canter in the field? Not a lot, do when they? When they're playing or yes. when they're scared. Yeah. And it's not yeah. that much. So no. They often trot. Yes. Up the Trotting field. is a travelling gait. Yes. So often horses can find rhythm and relaxation in trot, trot fairly easily. And it's a very dum 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 yep. dum 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 equal. Yeah, very equal. Whereas canter is harder. And it's harder to sustain. So in the New Forest, you and I have both spent many hours riding across the New Forest. There are little tracks through the gorse, through the heather. And it's where the ponies line out. So they go nose to tail and they travel in trot. So, um, and that's how we travel as well when we ride out there. And it's to help horses find rhythm and relaxation and harmony and synchronicity as a herd. Yes. As, you know, all together. So it's, um, that's another example of having horses find relaxation through rhythm yeah. and equally find rhythm through relaxation. Human, humans use rhythm a lot, you know, for relaxation. Yeah, In the form of music. Yes. That's very interesting. It's true. It's, yeah. true. it's you know, Beats per minute. whenever you do a relaxation session, mm. they're not silent, are they? No, that's very true. Yeah. There's some kind of rhythmical music, music in the background that we can harmonise yes. with. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Also, we're all looking for harmony at the root of yeah. it. How interesting. Sorry, I just. No, that's I a really, that's a really good one. Head. So, another topic I'd like to talk about within this is uh, sleep with horses. Okay. And actually, what rela- what does relaxation look like in a horse? So, yes. Um, if you've got a very extroverted horse, it's quite easy to read. They're yes. a bit like an open book. Yeah, yeah, much easier. Um, they kind of tell you when they're not okay and they do tell you when they are okay. Yes. But if you've got a more introverted horse, it can be hard to read those subtler, more subtle yes. cues, behaviours, signs, body language. And then when you can read it and it's very clear, it's yeah. often gone too far. Exactly. Yes. So if you've got an introverted horse that internalizes is internalizes internalizes then out of out of nowhere, nowhere i say in inverted commas yes they explode and they go they, oh my god it just came out of nowhere that broke the camel's back exactly Bam. exactly and so i would say looking at like breathing so yes. breathing what is, is your horse's yeah. breath are they holding their breath are they breathing in a rhythmical way yeah <laughs> rhythm coming up yeah. again is it sporadic um, are, are they, they holding their breath? Are they holding it and then, oh, we've got a pony in for training at the moment. And I've never had a horse do this, but when he's trying to relax, he holds his breath a lot. That's really interesting. And he interesting. goes, <laughs> yes. like two really short, sharp <laughs> breaths. Yeah. And, and then goes, <sighs> yeah. So I, I've, I've had exactly the same experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly the same with um, B. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, when, yeah. when I first met B, a friend of ours, Sarah, her yeah. horse, she would, you put her on a circle and she'd be holding her breath and she'd, you'd hear that kind of... <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was like I, waiting I, for that horse to go... <sighs> to just breathe and relax. Yeah. And same for us again, when we're in a state of anxiety or a panic attack, they yeah. often say, think about your breathing. Yes. And try and do maybe box breathing, so where you... Breathe in for four, out for, uh, breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, yeah. hold for four, 
and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anxiety, breathing for anxiety can make your anxiety worse if you breathe wrong. Yes, yes. If you start doing like really deep breaths and lots of them, yeah. then you start getting a bit hypoxic. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. feel even worse like you're gonna die so, so box breathing is very yeah, good it's very yeah. good but yeah. you must do it in the right way yeah yeah um and my positive example of a horse focusing on their breath is spirit when i take him to a competition yeah. or a show and he and i are warming up in the in the warm-up i'm just riding him and it's like both of us just suddenly go right we've got this yeah and i i feel it's that moment where you feel completely at one with your horse your horse is at one with you and I swear, as I breathe, or as he breathes, we both sigh together, together yeah, yeah. at the same time. So we'll just be riding around in trot or canter, and he takes a moment to be like, <sighs> and I'm like, we got this. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he's done that, I'm like, yeah, we, we're fine. Spirit's relaxed, I'm relaxed, we're in this moment together. Yeah. That is that state of flow state. Yes. That, that I love that feeling. Yeah. And, knowing he's breathed i'm like yep we've got this. we've got this yeah. so breathing for the body language I, I would say that's probably one of the most important ones and probably the most subtle yeah i i think a lot of people don't actually notice their horses no. breathing unless it's really obvious like yes. they're blowing their nostrils open yes. and they're really loud but a lot of people i don't think really look enough at their horses yes. breathing yes I think it's something that is quite um like you say subtle often yeah very subtle and then other things would be like lowering the head, blinking. Blinking, I was thinking blinking. That's another really good one to if notice. If they're blinking, they're thinking. If they're not, they're hot. Yes. That's a great and, old saying. And again, they don't have to be the extroverted horses mm -hmm. really showing up that their eyes are staring. They can actually be staring whilst very introverted. And they are in a completely other world. Yes. They've they almost gone to their happy place. Yeah or, yeah, or a catatonic state where yeah. they're like glazed over. Yeah. You the know, lights are on and no, no one's, one's home. home but yeah. if you push the button, it's going to pop. Blow. Yeah. 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 And that's where, if they're blinking, they're thinking. If they're not, they're hot. Yeah. That is true for the extrovert as much as the introvert. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So blinking is another really good one. And not blinking in the sense like it blinked to water its eyeball. It's like that soft, heavy blinking yeah. repetitively. That's them thinking, processing. It's another great sign of relaxation. Stuff like licking and chewing, mm -hmm. releasing that tension in their mouth and their jaw. Um, licking and chewing actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. Which is a natural state of rest for the horse. So when they're eating, they're digesting, it's just a state of calmness. Yes. So the, the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system um, is what we want to access yes. as much as possible yeah. and have our horses be in that state and I believe when they're in that state that is the best kind of state for training or teaching them something new because yeah. that is in their play so we talk about safety comfort yeah if a horse doesn't feel safe or comfortable they're not interested in play yeah and equally, if a horse does feel safe and comfortable, they're interested in play and food. So if you've got a horse that's always trying to nip you, <laughs> mug you for oh, treats, yeah. push you around, that horse feels perfectly safe and comfortable. They're like, come on, game on, let's yeah. play. You know, they're, they're looking to provoke you to have a game. Yes. You know, that's what they're interested yeah, in. Yeah, that's absolutely. fun. That is fun for horses. So when the parasympathetic nervous system is activated, 
that is the play and food kind of yeah. part of the safety, comfort, play food. So whereas when they're looking for safety and comfort, they are not in the parasym. I can't remember what the other one is called. Um, yeah, no, I can't either. Anyway. I've gone blank Anyway, what that's called. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Parasympathetic, so, again, is the same with us. Same Our for par- humans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 If, you, if you can access that parasympathetic nervous system, then you can find relaxation much better mm. and get rid of tension and... And stuff the same as you can with horses often. Yeah, and but then sleep wise, yes. I think again, do people know when their horses sleep? Yeah, because I think different horses have different times they sleep. Yeah, hundred percent. So I know stabled horses wise. Yep. Um, that one of my horses definitely sleeps. Yep. The other one definitely Doesn't. does not. Because that mm. horse will then go outside and sleep. And sleep. How interesting. So I've got a few good stories about this because um, I have one friend with a very established herd and an established herd leader. They had a new horse introduced to the herd and it would not let that horse rest. So it, when they came into the stable, it was flat yes, out. Yes, yeah. For a long, long, long periods of time yeah, really um, during exhausted, the day, yeah. exhausted because they they needed to catch up on their sleep because they couldn't outside. Yeah. And then equally, I have other horses that are not they don't feel safe enough in a stable because they don't have the herd watching over them. Yeah. So they'll only sleep outside. So yes. it really is where your horse feels most comfortable to yeah. do that. And talking about sleep with horses is they they only need three to five hours of slow wave sleep. Um, a day yes out of the 24 hours a day that would be amazing wouldn't it yeah. getting away with three hours sleep god yeah and think how much we could get done <laughs> enough hours then yes um and then they actually only need 40 minutes a day of REM which is actually the same for us so for humans it's healthy and natural to have at least 40 minutes of REM and REM or REM sleep is rapid eye movement yeah. so that is where you do all your dreaming and uh, last night, I can actually tell you how much REM I had because I wear this amazing strap called a whoop strap. Actually, um, whoop, whoop. Ben Atkinson got me my original <laughs> whoop strap because I, it's a great device to help me track my health, yes. essentially. I only have it to make sure. I think it sounds much too healthy. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah. last night I got way above average amount of REM. I had two hours and seven minutes of REM, one hour and 39 of deep, which is um, slow wave, which is, oh yes, restorative sleep. So REM and deep are, are restorative yeah. uh, states of sleep. Horses can do that just by snoozing. Yes. So and they don't that's have when they're to be laid, up. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't have to be laying down. So for REM, for that 40 minutes yeah. a day, they have, have to, to be laid down. down. Yeah. So either flat or um, kind of half upright. Yeah. Spirit, my horse, he's, as so many people have watched him in REM because he, he actually really learned to relax when I taught him to lie down. Okay. Uh, which was very interesting. And it just let him let go, yeah. completely let go and be like, oh, okay, you, you've got me, you're watching over me. And numerous times in shows, he's actually fallen asleep oh, during a lie down section of yeah. the show. So um, I had it at the Southwest Iberian show uh, two or three years ago now. 
where Flair, the director, wanted to open the show with four horses laid in the corners of the arena. And David Zund, a very uh, superb horseman, would come in and ride bridleless around the four horses that were lying down to a beautiful... It was Conversations in the Dark by John Legend. Like, it was just this beautiful, romantic, slow um, scene. Yeah. You know, the and dream. The dream. Yeah. And Spirit and Tally, the older horses at the time, fell asleep. That's amazing. They were in REM, so they had their chins resting on yeah. the floor. <laughs> their eyes were going. They were like half wickering in their sleep. And Spirit does that so much all the time. He he really lets go when he lies down now, which is so lovely to see. Uh, because he's a very innately anxious horse, holds a lot of tension and anxiety. And that is something that also a good friend of mine, Ollie Phillips, has said when they have horses that they import from Spain, often very highly strung Spanish stallions um, who don't know how to relax, get really overstimulated by their environment. If you actually teach them to lie down, they end up lying down more on their own. Mm. So that's a really interesting kind of concept of relaxation. Yeah, I wonder where that comes from. Do you you think that um, by teaching a horse to lay down that there is um like they to lay down for you they have to give it's a big it's a big ask yeah Yeah. it's a big ask so they it's a big gift they're giving you a lot when they do that so if by by doing that they've got to have a huge amount of trust in you as a person and as a leader and as a leader yeah so brings us back to last week's topic leadership yeah Yeah. um but in the wild and in the herd uh not all the horses lie down so they have um oh what do they call it like centurion it's not centurion um not senator either oh i can't remember the word for it people who watch out for you okay lookouts yeah um and say if you've got a herd of five horses Four will lie down, one will stay standing. Yes. And then when another one gets up, that one can lie down. And it shifts the responsibility to that lookout because they're go- they're aware. You know, yes. they might not be on alert. No, but, but they're, they're aware of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And the others are then able to feel like they can to give. They can give Ugh. and they can let go <laughs> yeah. and they can relax and they can get their 40 minutes of REM that they need. Yeah. Um, because that they trust that other horse mm. is looking out for them. And I, I do feel that that's what they feel when we teach them to lie down yeah. or show them that they can lie down yeah, in our okay. presence you, because we've got it. Yeah. So interestingly, when I lay my Liberty team of Solo, Spirit, Mo, Boogie and Hoggy down. If I lie down or sit down when those five are lying down, Solo stands up. If I stay standing up, Solo stays down. How interesting. And Solo is the herd leader. And so many people want to lay their horses down to sit with them. Yes. And to have that moment of like shared state of relaxation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess that's not always... The case. Comf- no. No. That's for the horse. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And They're certainly, like, oh, hang on a minute, you're not you're not Yeah, you're not aware. Yeah. yeah. And as I say, the the lookout horse doesn't need to be on high alert, but they do need to be aware. Yes. So um when 
the team are lying down. I, you know, I've taken on the responsibility there mm. to keep them safe, keep them comfortable. Yep. You are watch out. I'm look out, making look out. sure everything's watch okay. Out. Watch out, yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know what, where that came from. Whatever you yeah, want to call it. Out, yeah. So um, I do think sleep is a massive part of that. And again, not many people are actually aware of how much their horses sleep or they no. don't. Equally, on the flip side, I know people who've got cameras in their horse's stable and know exactly how yeah. long their horses were yeah, sleeping yeah. for yeah. Um, and in the field. But um, unless you're with them for a sustained amount of time, you don't really learn their routines. And again, I go back to when it was locked down and I was with my herd all mm, day. Yeah. And I, I did actually sleep in the bed of my truck because it was so lovely and warm. Yes, I spent many nights um, in the field I'd put a load of rugs down in the back of the truck and I'd sleep in the field with my herd of horses. And I loved that. So I really learned how they interact, yeah. interacted, what their routines were. Yeah. And uh, Because a lot of the time lovely. they sleep during the day as well. Yeah, it doesn't you have know, to be at night. I, 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 often, if there's problems, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's usually early hours of the morning where they've pulled the fence down because they're playing or whatever. Yep. Because yep. they don't stop playing just because it's dark. No, they don't. <laughs> um, they, because they're prey animals, I wonder if maybe they don't sleep at night more, more because that's yeah. when predators would be out. And hard to, hard to, harder to, to see. see. Yeah. Yep. In theory, horses are meant to see, see better, better. Yeah. in the dark. But many times I've had horses like run into me in the dark I know, I was and they're the horses same thing. that would never no i don't believe run that into me so we've had it a few times yeah. where i've been like mm, i don't think you can see very well no 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 yeah. they, and they definitely don't know it's me yeah. necessarily until yeah. they can get my whiff yes yeah <laughs> until they can smell you smell and you go, and oh, realize okay. oh it's you yeah it's yeah you. yeah so yeah so i do question that theory a little bit but yeah, <laughs> That is the science, supposedly. Horses can see, I think it's actually 10 times better than us oh, wow. in the dark. Wow. So yeah. Well, that's... to be honest, that wouldn't be difficult for me. <laughs> blind as a bat. I'm blind as a bat in yeah. the dark. So I'm terrible in the dark. Yeah. Like, bad. Oh. Yeah. I don't like the dark, I, but... I just can't see. A function. <laughs> so... I stubbed my toe the other night. Oh, no. <laughs> I go into the loo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think <laughs> sleep is a really big deal with relaxation as well yeah. and relaxation within horses. So to kind of like wrap this up, yeah. our last little topic, I was thinking is exercises actually that you can do with your horse to relax them. Yes. So how do you relax, your, do you relax yeah. your horse? So we've spoken about lowering their head. Yeah. Um, the next one is I often teach them to stretch and blow out yes. on a circle. Yeah. But then funnily enough, uh, the pony, Shane and I were filming this earlier actually, the pony I was playing with, he stretched and blew out, but he was by no means relaxed. Yeah. The whole picture wasn't there. No. So I could have said, yes, that's what I want. Yeah. Draw, draw him in, have, you know, praise him for that good behavior that I liked. But actually the whole picture wasn't relaxed. He did two kind of behaviors, yes. But he was still rushing. He was still sheathing. He just felt um, tense. Yeah. And again, I think relaxation is a feeling. Yes. It's. Um, it is a feeling. It is a feeling. Yeah. And I think humans do. They can recognise that feeling in their horses better yes. than than I think we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, I agree with that. So, totally agree with that. 
when people go, oh, I feel like my horse is not okay right now, yes. trust that. Yeah, yeah. And they're often right. Yeah, they're often right. Yeah. yeah. And when you had it at a clinic, when you looked at a poor man on the horse and went, I don't think that horse is okay. Yeah. And then like two split seconds later, he had his teeth butted out. Didn't yes, he? he was thrown off and lost his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, uh, oh. Too late. Too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but, you know, that was riding someone else's horse um, and someone that was not that... Uh, in tune. Definitely not in tune. Yeah, um, not No aware. offense to him. Yeah, and, and just didn't know the horse very well and yeah. maybe doesn't have his own horse, so doesn't spend that much time with him, so therefore is not Couldn't so... Read the body yeah, language. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. Felt, I felt so bad for him because... I feel like I should have said something sooner. Yeah. Because I kept watching him go around thinking, this don't look good. Yeah. I'd have got off by now. Yeah. I really would have got off now by now. Yeah. And then. And then, then when I was bam. like, uh, oh. too late. It was funny because I wasn't the only one who was about to say something. Yeah. Someone else was exactly the same. But the person whose horse it was was about yeah. to say, I think that horse has had enough. And Bump. then. Yeah. 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 Well, perfect example. Yeah. Like, Oftentimes we can feel when it's not right. Yes. So if your horse is giving you, say, a few behaviours where they, they're giving you a few relaxed behaviours, so they might be licking and chewing, they might have blown out, they might have stretched, and they still don't feel quite relaxed, uh-huh. they're not relaxed. No. It's, it's very much so that feeling. So I kept going until the horse had stopped sheathing, until mm-hmm. they found much better rhythm of trot, and then all of a sudden much more blowing out happened and they were fine. Yeah. And then I could reward that behaviour because I wanted to see more of it. Yeah. So um, this is actually something that I really moved away from is disengaging exercises yes. with horses. Yeah. Um, because unfortunately, I did a lot of hindquarter yields with my very big gangly warm bloods. Yeah. And it really buggered up his back end. Yeah. And he's never really been very good behind. But... The good thing about disengaging exercises and yielding the hindquarters is it puts a bend through the horse's body. Yes. It disengages the energy in the horse's body. It helps them relax, crossing over those back legs, um, and it gains control of the situation. Yeah. So when I was not skilled enough and I needed to get through to that horse's mind, yeah, that was the only tool I had yes. at that time. And I think a lot of us did the same. Yeah. Yeah, and if you've got a small, very compact horse, maybe a, a quarter horse, or yeah. um, something with a really good bum and good SI joint, yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. But if you've got a big, warm blood, yeah. uh, they do tend to break down, unfortunately, doing mm-hmm. too many of these exercises. Mm. And it's not it's important for your horse to know it. Yeah, teach it. Teach it. You don't have to use it every day. No way. Uh, I, and in fact, today, again, it was the first time I've looked at hindquarter yields in years. Yeah, yeah. Literally years. And and it's because I'm dealing with a horse that's not relaxed. It's very tense, very explosive. And I just went, right, this is what you need. Yeah, because there's an mind. element of safety in there as well. Yeah, massively. You know, if you can disengage. But we often, for healthy movement, want to engage the hindquarters. Yes. And that's another reason not to keep disengaging. Exactly. Um, yeah. I for healthy movement, we health, want yeah. strong, powerful horses with engaged hindquarters, 
but not if their mind is tense, relaxed, distracted. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah not relaxed. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so no, relaxed. You did. You did. It's oh fine. It's fine. Okay. It just rolled You know what mind. I mean. We knew what you meant. Um, so disengaging exercises can also be a leg yield. Yes. I love that because mm -hmm. that's actually then a suppling exercise. Yeah. As well as uh, not buggering up your horse's back end. Yeah. So if you're riding a horse or even on the ground and your horse is in a state of tension, their bodies get very straight and very powerful. Yes. Um, and the reason they get straight and powerful is so they can flee yes. fast and effectively. So when your horse is alert and flight. tense and anxious, that is the flight <laughs> response. Yeah, yeah. They, they love to run. Yeah. That is what they're designed to do is to outrun predators yeah. or situations where they don't feel comfortable. And same for racing. They pull back on two reins, the mm -hmm. horse leans into the bit and they can power into that. Same for dressage. Yeah. We engage with two reins so that the horse can power into that contact yeah. and come over its top line and into your hand yeah. so that they can be powerful. If you take one rein and you lift it or you pull it and you let go of the other one, you've now put a big old bend in your horse's body. Yeah which can disengage a situation. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, and for a leg yield, your horse has to have a bend through their body yeah. and they cross over with the front and back legs. Mm -hmm. so, I, I often use uh, um, shoulder in. Yeah. As a really, yeah. you know, if my horse is feeling a little bit like, mm, I haven't yeah. ridden for a few days and she's a little bit tense or whatever. Yeah, shoulder in. Shoulder in's is, a really good one yeah. because... Or lateral flexion in motion, yes. like a precursor to shoulder in if yes. you haven't got shoulder in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So have your horse bend its nose and neck, yeah. but the body stays on the track. And then if they're a bit more advanced, you can come to shoulder four or shoulder in. Yeah, yeah, shoulder four yeah. Is, is, honestly, and you don't have to do a lot to get a shoulder yes. four. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're really trying to get a shoulder four, you've probably overdone it. Yes, um, yeah. But it, I, I find that is a really good relaxing exercise. Yeah. Really good one. Yeah. Anything really that gets a bend through, the, through ribs. the ribs. And then that can in turn help breathing. Yeah. Because same for us, like if we stand, well actually, prime example was me at the gym today. I completely embarrassed myself <laughs> in front of a lot of people in the gym today because I did not engage my core in a lift and I went like a prawn or a shrimp and fell over backwards with my bar which was so embarrassing and it literally only happened a couple of hours ago. So I'm still embarrassed by it. And the difference was, was coach Mary, my best friend, went, you need to breathe and inhale and embrace your core. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, duh, of course, of course I know how to do that. And the second I changed my breathing to a braced, tense, yeah. powerful, Cool. I could do that lift. You can have a braced, powerful core and breathe at the same time. Not in that moment. Not in the but, moment. Yeah, but, but you can do that. Before and after. Yeah, like literally yeah. you could sit there and, and have some brace in your body but still breathe. Yes. And I think yes. that's what people forget when they're riding. That's very true. That's that very you true. You do want in an the engaged lift, I core. To brace, yes. But yeah. yeah. I, you, in, you might in even riding, have to hold your breath. Yeah. That that kind yeah. of heavy lifting, but in your riding, you you still have to remember to breathe. Yes, and, and be engaged and powerful. Yes, yeah. because yeah. you need to do in your body really what your horse is going to do in his exactly. or her body. But I, I, I also think that um, when we're thinking about movement, 
in the horse is if you're tense in your body they're going to be tense in theirs they're going to be tense in theirs yeah so people often say to me why did you get off well because i felt myself get tense and my horse was not feeling it so i yeah. thought i'd get off people are like well you should have stayed under this but my in my head i'm better equipped to get off mm-hmm. deal with the problem because then i can get back on again yeah whereas if i wasn't as as well equipped as I should have been in the seat and I fell off, I might not be able to get back on Yes, again. exactly. You'd rather get off a bit sooner. I'd rather get off than sooner than off. be thrown off yeah. and then not be able to get back on again. Yeah, and help your horse through the situation. Yeah, so because... I, I often find this on hacks with yeah. Molly, my mare. She can get rather tense up. and yeah. very lit up um, over stuff out in the big wide world. We haven't... She's... She's a funny girl. We, we've not hacked loads in our life, although mm. we've done the new forest. Yeah, and beach. And, and, and yeah. beach and stuff like that. But regular general hacking, I haven't done too much of, to be perfectly honest, because I've never been at a yard that had it. Yeah, the until roads now. Are, until now, yeah. yeah. So things like, sometimes some vehicles are a bit scary for, especially old motorbikes that make real poppy sounds. Yeah, sound like um, a gun going Yeah, off. pop, yeah. pop, pop, pop. Um, so, you know, for me, there would be no point... I. I I could feel her tension. This happened not that long ago. I could hear this bike coming who I asked to slow down, please. Um, And I could feel her getting tense, which then made me feel very tense. And then I didn't have the option to get off at that particular time. So I had to sit and wait for it to go past. Yeah, yeah. So she reared just a nice, tiny little rear, which was quite nice. Fine, I could cope with that. But then she was really hot then and very tense. And I know her really well because mm-hmm. I've had her for a very long time. So yep. I got off, yep. moved her around, got her bending, yes, moving around in front of me on yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help her move their feet. Yeah. That's another thing. Then is... she went, yep. and then I went, oh, thanks. Can we get back on now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and then I rode home and it's fine. Yeah. Whereas I know if I hadn't have done that, you'd have... I probably would have fell off. Yes. Or there yeah. would have been some kind of horrible moment that I and would not it, have enjoyed. And then your horse comes back. Feeling like crap. Feeling, yeah, because they don't remember what happened. They remember how they felt. Yes. So if you come back from a hack and your horse is tense, anxious. Yes. Been lit up. Yeah. You're going to get more of that next time because they went, oh God, last time we I have stayed on her out. before. Yep. And she has jogged and jolted me the yep. whole way. Yeah. It's just not enjoyable. It's awful. Yeah. It's yep. awful. And I, d- I really didn't enjoy it. So for her and for me in their moments, sometimes it is actually better if I get off, yep. move her in a way that I can move her around. And then get back on. And then get back on. Yeah. And because then I've prepared her again to yep. be ridden. And then that's the other thing is a lot of people say, oh, don't get off because the horse will think it, it's, it's one. one. And that's so untrue. They don't it's think like that. so stupid. If you can be a more effective leader from the floor, yes. your horse will definitely thank you for that. Yes. And then, as you say, she's set up in a better frame of yes. mind to ride. So are you. You can get back on. I carry deal on with my way. horses on the ground. Yeah. So much more than I ride. Yes, yeah. So that I know I'm better. I'm leading horses around all the time. Yeah, yeah. I know I am good on the ground. Yes. And so I know can I can them. help them. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm a crap and rider. Then, no, certainly not. It just not. means that I know my strengths. Yep. And then another this is the point I just noted down there was adrenaline. So yes. when a horse has adrenaline in its system, so... Uh, when they've 
been bothered by something in their yeah. environment, let's yeah. say that's the normal, like a plastic bag or a pheasant. Yeah. Once adrenaline is in their system, we're then into the trigger stacking territory. Yes. Because oh, the stacking, only yes. way to get rid of adrenaline is to burn it off. Mm -hmm. Same for us again. Mm -hmm. So um, for horses, again, being flight animals, oh, yeah. they have to move their feet. They need to. To burn yeah. that adrenaline off. So if you said you got off and moved her feet, got her bending, yeah. you just helped her burn off that adrenaline. Exactly. So that you could get back on and carry on. And it was very if you quick. you hadn't have yes. burnt that adrenaline off, doing bubbling. you're then going to be trigger stacking. Yeah. So what I love talking about with trigger stacking is say that picture of the horses happy in the herd stood in the shade on a warm summer's day, flicking flies off of them, mm -hmm. dozing. That is them at a zero. Yes. And a 10 is a horse bolting across the countryside in fear and panic, running through hedges, running through fences. That is the horse at its absolutely absolute worst. Absolute worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not a happy horse. No. Um, so trigger stacking, say you bring your horse in, you saddle them, you bridle them. Your horse might be at like a two or a three because they're like, oh, we're going to be doing something. I yeah. wonder what we're going to be doing. If if you then go out and maybe you take a new route out hacking and they're a, a more sceptical horse, yeah. they might now be pushed up to a five. Yeah. And if you sit around that five for the rest of the hack and come back, absolutely fine, no yeah. problem. But then what happens if a pheasant flies out? Yeah. And then... What happens if the motorbike goes past? Yeah. Suddenly you're at a six, a seven, and now you're creeping into that territory yeah. of that blind panicking horse. Yeah, you're getting into the red there. All because another horse farted. Yeah. And boom, <laughs> that's, that's enough. That spooked them that's and done. tipped them over the edge, and, and now they can't cope. Yeah. So that's an example of trigger stacking. Yeah, that's good. And um, it's the same with humans again yes. and with people. Yeah. So it's, again, if you don't deal with that adrenaline and that discomfort, yes. that lack of synchronicity, lack of harmony, tension, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, yeah. in that moment, because horses are very present animals. Very, yeah. But again, they don't remember what, what it was. was yeah. It was how, how they, they felt. felt. Yeah. So if you don't deal with it as it comes up, it's it's you're then trigger stacking. Yes. And then that's when things... And we all know how that one feels as well. Yeah. And again, it's... We can be so um, stuck in our own heads. Like, we're yes. not very present. We're not very in the moment. And so we act as if we're not aware. But actually, I believe everyone is aware. Yeah. They just have buried it almost. Uh, yeah and i think people don't notice the these little little, signs. Bit, little signs so it's like little sign little sign little sign mm -hmm. it's gone unnoticed it's gone unnoticed it's gone unnoticed, it's unnoticed then it becomes really blatantly obvious because it's hit a point where it's gone pop yes and there are some horses that i think i said this in the last podcast um where you can kind of get away with it sometimes yes and then there are others that you cannot get away with it and if you take a wrong step or you haven't quite set them up for success or you've skipped a step yes you're in trouble yes and they will let you know yes so it's it's a really interesting one and then cool. just a final thing it was another note i've got here is treats treats so a lot of people and i want to do a whole talk on this is operant conditioning maybe positive reinforcement and 
go into treats for training mm. yeah. and why and why not to. Yeah. Um, so, but for anxious horses, um, I actually find treats can, again, help them relax. Yeah. So if a horse is struggling with it or feeling like it's not safe or comfortable, if you give them a treat, say it could be to do with the clippers or, um, you know, something that's really upset them. Yeah, yeah. Clipping is my example right now. Um, I will positively reinforce the clippers and it helps activate that parasympathetic nervous system again, having treats. Yeah. But if you've got a cheeky monkey <laughs> that feels safe and comfortable all the time and you start giving it treats to try and activate that parasympathetic nervous system when it's already in there, uh, it's going to eat you yes. <laughs> because they're cookie monsters. They are cookie monsters. So, um, the muggers. Of the all, muggers, all. yeah. So uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a really interesting one. And I'm not anti-treats, but equally I really try to avoid them where I can. Yeah. But I, I use them strategically, you know. It's not just like and I'm also, a vending machine. you know what horses... You can and can't. You can and can't treat. Yeah, there are yeah. definitely some you cannot treat. Morisco. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's horrible. It's like, yeah. give me the treat or you die. Yeah. And they're more focused on the treat than and you anything or else. the task yeah. or what you're trying yeah. to do with them. It's a joke. Because then they're not present with what you're trying to achieve. No. They're just thinking about the food. I also think as well, sometimes is is is, is, is people think giving a treat is not a stress, but of when you've given a horse like that a treat and it's constantly looking for the next treat or what That's to stressed. do for them to get that treat yeah. does cause an element of It tension. turns into negative punishment. It's negative. Negative. It's not a positive well, thing. It's negative punishment, which is another... We'll go into this. L- another we'll go time. We'll into this another time. We're not but talking about yes, that today. But it's, yeah. uh, it's definitely not necessarily... Treats don't necessarily cause rela- relaxation yeah. in every horse. But like you say, there are certain types. If you withhold, yes. you're then into a, another quadrant of operant conditioning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very so interesting. That, uh, yeah. That will be another podcast topic we'll do for another sure. Another time, yeah. Another time because that's, yeah, very interesting. It is very, very, very so, interesting. So, I think... Yeah, as far as relaxation goes, it's you know We've, one of the first and most important things we need whenever we're training our horses. With our horses and with you us. You can't end with us. Mm. You can't build good muscle, good minds without. without it. And I think relaxation comes when the horse really... So relaxation within training. So yes. you can get relaxation with them themselves. Yes. Pony yoga, pony zen. Yeah. Having them feel mindful present relaxed within the moment not anxious about anything relaxed within their environment yeah and then they have to be relaxed within their training and i think that comes with consistency and clarity yes Um, there will be moments of tension during training certainly because you can't be off it you stretch your horse's comfort zone just as we stretch our own comfort zones when we're just learning to stretch the comfort zone but not push them off the cliff yeah you know, you want to get them to the edge of the cliff because yeah. that's obviously where the magic will probably yes. happen. However, yeah. you push them that little too far and they're off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Nothing's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. You've then created a bad experience. A bad experience, not a good one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but it's having, it's as you say, that finding where the magic happens. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. 
and that only comes from experience. Yes. So don't worry if you make a mistake. Yes. Courses are very forgiving. We've all pushed them off the edge. Yep. Or and blown we've it all up. gone off the edge as yes. well with, with doing it. So yeah. Yeah, relaxation in horses. <laughs> we've covered actually quite a few oh, topics. We have actually. Yeah. We said what it looks like, what it doesn't look like. Yeah. Sleep. Sleep. Um, Something I feel like I need desperately. <laughs> <laughs> relaxation in motion, motion and yeah. uh, being physically powerful but relaxed at the same time. We've yeah. touched on that. Yeah. Hopefully it's just made people a little bit, uh, uh, making them think a bit more. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing that for me I want people to take away from our podcasts is thinking about these subjects. Like just opening, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making them start thinking about or making people start thinking about these subjects. Yes. And these little bits and, you know, you might agree with some of our stuff and disagree with others, but that's all through experience. Yep. And we might come back in a year, in 10 years, in 20 years and go, oh, we're completely wrong there. Yeah, we were wrong there. We, yep. We've actually found out since then this. Yes. But right now, right at this moment, this is us exploring stuff. Yes. And exactly. hoping that we will open minds to help other people explore these things. Yes. Exactly, and, with and their horses, yeah, and, yeah, and help them with their own horses yeah. in in some way. Because if your horse isn't relaxed, there's not a great deal that you can do, really. No, you can make stuff happen. Don't yes. get me wrong. Anyone can make a horse do something. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to want to do it again. Exactly. At all, oh, that was something that popped up for me the other day. Is trainers that know how, yes, like how to do, do yeah, a something. A something could be a shouldering, whatever could be yeah. a pattern like a serpentine, could be to do tempi changes. But why? Yeah, and why like, are they doing it? Why did they do it? Why? Why the psychology of it? Yeah. Why does it? Why does doing circles help relax your horse? Right. Why does? Because uh, I've heard trainers before, like um, dressage and show jump trainers, go, "Well, if your horse gets too strong or straight." put them on a circle until yeah. they're softer and then go straight again. That's relaxation. Yes. That is relaxation. Yeah, yeah. They've gotten a bit too tense yeah. and worried, so then you want to wind it back down. By putting them on a circle, which relaxes the rib cage, yes, which gives yes. them a focus and some leadership and direction from you riding, yeah. and then you can carry on again. Yeah. So it's the real why behind the how. It is. That's what makes the difference. Yes. That's a good trainer who knows why he's yes. doing something. Exactly. Not just, than just not just because because they're just doing a task. Just because. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that answer. No, I hate that answer. Yeah, too. just because there should be a why. Always give me a why. Yeah, yeah. Why did you do that? Oh, I don't know because. So. Yeah. Awesome. You should be aware of why you're doing absolutely everything with well, you and your horse. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So. Good, yeah. Good. Good one tonight. I, yeah. I quite enjoyed Very looking at. Yeah, yeah, and and. It, relaxation opens up a lot of other thoughts whether you're talking as yes. you seen we've gone off on a few tangents Ooh, yeah tonight, but yeah because i'm so excited for the other topics we've got coming oh, up me too i mean yeah. there's just more and more to talk about there's never ending yeah and we've got guests to yes. come as well guests so to come. it's really exciting yeah yeah so thank you all for tuning in and yeah, listening again for listening today again. uh yeah that's um 
and we'll be back next week. Let's hear any of your thoughts on our, on our podcasts, any of the podcasts so yep. far. Um, Which your one's your favourite? On, yeah, what, what, what do you enjoy hearing us talk about, yep. um, really? Um, is there anything specific that you'd like to hear from us? Uh, any let questions? Us let us know what your thoughts are on relaxation or any yeah. of the other subjects. What, what do you see as relaxation? Yes, yeah, what, what is it? What is, what is you and your horse, what does your relaxation look like? You can't just be standing still being relaxed. Nope. You'll be able to be relaxed at a gallop. Yes. Yep. As well. Yeah. Yep. Any any gate. Any gate. Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. With yep. a bridle, without a bridle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Awesome. Yeah. Thank you all Thanks so much. Thanks very much. See you next time. See you next time.